Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f we want. Folks, today we have Mike Pack, aka at Koreatown in the pod. Man, this guy is uh, doing it all, and I kind of mean that. Like, he is a community builder, and that's kind of like an understatement. He's doing so much. His story of how he found his way here to Los Angeles, California, and parking in Koreatown, and all the different places that he has been in his journey, and where he feels like he is going now, it's just inspiring, doesn't even cover it. Man, it's really like energizing. I'm like, bro, you make me want to get up and go do some stuff and like join you. I won't give away any spoilers, but this is just a very impactful episode for me. Yeah, to keep it short and sweet, like after talking to this dude in the pod, it just made me feel like I wanted to do better and to do more. So <laughs> yes. I hope that nugget of inspiration compels you as well to do better and to do more today. Let's jump right in. Folks, welcome back or welcome to Kinja's Movement in the Shadows. We are your host, Ben. And Anthony. And today we have a very special guest in the pod. Today we have community builder, entrepreneur, philanthropist, running enthusiast who hates running, co-founder and owner of Love Hour Los Angeles, Koreatown Run Club, Bicycle Meals, and Excel the Youth. You can find all that he's up to and building on at Koreatown on IG, the unofficial mayor of K-Town. We have Mike Pack in the pod. Beautiful intro. Thank you for that intro. You have a very colored intro. Give us the the background okay. of Mike Pack. Like where did you grow up? So let's go, let's go way back. Way back. Back in the time. How it all started. I grew up in Northern Virginia. Around my college years, around my second year, I, I realized, hey, this is not for me. What, Northern Virginia? Uh, I would say Northern Virginia. <laughs> yeah, Northern Virginia, just college in general. Got you. Got it, and got I remember it. I was sitting in class one day and I was like, this isn't for me. Like, what is this guy going to teach me that I don't already know or mm -hmm. want to learn? And uh, I went to my school counselor and I was like, I'm going to LA. And she goes, that's not a smart idea. I say you finish out school and uh get into your major and like were well, you like a second year at this point <laughs> yeah and, Dang, and like okay. i'm not even in my major yet yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. and i'm just kind of like nah this isn't it this isn't it for me so i asked my best friend sebastian um to move to la with me and he was like yeah let's do it we uh moved that summer well, why, why what la yeah, what, what was drawing you other than the fine women i think <laughs> i think for me is Growing up in high school, like for us, we were like the skater kids, like listen to weird music. We listened to, you know, like Pharrell was such a big influence to our lives mm. um, and, and clips and everyone. And, you know, we wore like weird clothes. and listened. So a lot of like the culture of the LA culture was of it. Up. And we we're just mm. like, hey, LA will have the same kids and we could relate wow, to them okay. and make awesome friends. And I think that was the whole point. And so when we got here, we landed in Koreatown. It was a two-bedroom, $1,000, and we're fresh out. We don't know what we're doing. We don't have a job. And uh, I just remember my friend going, hey, we need to get some internships. 
And I go, mm. I go internships. Like I'm not trying to intern, but it's like, hey, you work for free, but you get in the game, and uh, that kind of clicked for me. So I, I did my due diligence and was like, hey, I want to be in the music industry. So I emailed all the music people that I looked up to at the time, and I remember uh, I emailed Ski TV with DJ Ski and asked if they wanted an intern. They're like, sure, come on in. I'm like, we'll chat with you, and I got the internship. So that got me the flooring of music, and I was like, I love this. I love LA. I'm Snoop, Game, Mac Miller, all these awesome artists are coming in and like saying what up to us, and we're mm. like 20, 21 years old. Yeah, I was like, I fucking made it, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, these guys are touching my hand. Like I'm just like, <laughs> ah, who am I? You know. So I'm interning. I fall into music publishing in the department, and uh, I fell in love with it. But then. Sebastian was like, get a second internship. And I go, what? At the same time? And he was like, just manage your time a little better. At the time, I worked at a high-end barber shop, sweeping floors. Nice. And um, Must have been a high-end broom. It was. <laughs> it totally was. And um, incredible people would come, CEOs, mm. you name it. And I was the only one there that would recognize them. And I had the power of giving away a free haircut. You have no idea how much power that is. It's they come up, they can totally afford the haircut, but then you go, "Hey, I'm a big fan," and they go, "Whoa, like that's weird." Like I don't know, uh, no one recognizes me, right? And I go, mm -hmm. "Haircuts on me," and they're like, "Dude, you don't have to do that," knowing that you know not, they might build a rapport with me later uh, on when they come in every week, and that's what happened to most of these guys that I still talk to this day. They're like, "What do you do, man? Like you're just a kid." I'm like, oh, I'm at Ski TV. And they're like, what? Ski's like, my good friend, blah, blah, blah. And that's how I got my second internship. Someone came in. They offered a position over at WWE Wrestling. So I was over there for a little bit. <laughs> that sounds fun. Uh, <laughs> what year was, was this? 10 years ago. This is like the John Cena era. 2013. John's, yeah. And we were getting ready for WrestleMania at the time, I remember. And I, I got to see some awesome wrestlers. Big wrestling fan, by the way. Same. So WWE, cool PR gig. And then... I was like, I'm going to get a fucking third one. Like, this is awesome. So I have music, I have entertainment. And you're doing all these at the same time. Same time while Whoa. sleeping floors. And wow. um, I was like, I'm going to do a third one, but I'm going to obviously do it in a different industry. Man, back then, I was like the diehard Crooks and Castles fan. Yeah. Mm. And I would die for those guys. I was like, this is it. Like, this is my brand. And yeah. uh, that's how I fell in love with streetwear and obviously the hundreds. And I was able to get a uh, internship in the streetwear industry from the barbershop. So I'm interning, three spots, busting my ass, trying to figure out who I am and what I'm capable of doing in this industry. And Sebastian goes, I'm moving back. And I go, what? And he <laughs> goes, yeah, I'm finishing school, dude. And I was like, oh, wow, like you're going to go finish school, but like I don't want to finish school. I'm going to stay here and grind it out. Mm -hmm. He was like, I'm sorry, dude. This is what it is. And I was like, why do you think that was? Like, was he just not finding the success? No, that... he found the same success as oh, I did, which was beautiful. And we'd come home every night, like, yeah. talking about, like, yo, I just met this person or this right, person right, saw right. this. And he had goals that he had to finish school, and I respect him for that. And I actually moved back. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, because he did. Yes. Because oh. I couldn't afford the $1,000 oh, rent, right, $500, right, right? Yeah. And so, um, moved back. That summer, I took seven classes. I failed every class. 
because I'm checked out. Right. And I was like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Dude, yeah. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And uh, I left again, back to LA. So when I'm back, I got a proper position at the barbershop now. I'm a manager. I oversee eight chairs. And I'm 21, 22 still. And I have a lot more responsibility in my life. And now I can pay my own rent. Hmm. And I go, you know what? It's awesome being back. And I have all the support from everyone. I'm going to do one more internship before I check out. And mind you, I'm not going to school. So, you know, uh, as as much as I want, I hate to say this, is I was forging all my internship papers that I'm <laughs> going to school and getting these fake hours, whatever. Because I really wanted to do it and be there um, and learn. What school were you forging for? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna mention that. But like Harvard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Harvard. No, I went to, I went to BCU in Richmond. Yeah, um, I'm looking through the internet, and there's this internship for celebrity gossip, and it's with <laughs> Spin Media. And at that time, their department had like a, you know, celebrity stuff going on and huge team, but this specific department was doing social media for their clients, which I had no idea who their clients were at the time. So I get in, very intimidating. And um, I walk in there, and it's just all beautiful women. And, like, it's just me, like, you know, like, all black skater kid. Just, like, like why am I here? <laughs> and I'm, like, what am I doing here? It was just so intimidating. My writing was horrible. I can't, like, I make up words. Like, I don't know how I got this gig. <laughs> make up words. So, they're, like, hey, so, like, you and this girl are going to, like, report to me. And I'm, like, and all our bosses were super sweet. And uh, I was, like, cool. Like, so what do you guys do here? It's like, oh, we're going to create content for, we create content for our clients. And I go, who are your clients? And they were like, what? Like Kardashian, Lindsay Lohan, Kelly Osbourne, like all the A-list celebrities at the time. And I go, okay, like, what <laughs> What do you want me to do? And they're like, you and this girl are going to report back to me, but we're going to teach you how to write as their voice. And you're going to create content as them. So I go, oh, who, 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 who? They're like, dude, Kim Kardashian, like here, like start figuring it out. And then that first, like, two weeks, they were teaching me how to write as their voice. And I, I learned that there's a huge team behind her. And it's, like, creating content like Fashion Fridays. Like, I wore this and this. And I paired this and this. And thank you so much. And, like, I drank this today. And it's, like, oh, fuck. There's a huge team behind it. But, like, me and this girl are just, like, jibber-jabbering. and like. <laughs> so, I mean, your boss is like looking through this plethora of like interns and it's like, and they look at your face and, and like, this is Kim's voice right <laughs> This here. is clearly crazy. Kim, yeah, yeah, Kim's yeah. And I'm, I'm intimidated, but here's a funny thing that I like to say. Uh, but, you know, I, not only am I learning social media and how to like engage with people and fans, I had a identity crisis. Hmm. As a joke, it's because I, I go in there every day. I talk like a woman. <laughs> I think like her. And then at night, people don't know. Like, I'm dreaming about Kim Kardashian. <laughs> then I go back in the morning and I go, Fashion Fridays or this and this and this. And I'm like, I'm really indulging in it and I'm like having fun. But I would have to like talk to my boys. I'm like, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I feel weird, dog. And he's like, dude, just have fun with it and embrace it. And I go, yes, yes, yes. I know this. Like, I'm learning. But like, Every morning I go in there and I'm a woman. Like it's 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 awesome duality of like just figuring it out. And I had so much fun with it. And then <laughs> just later down the line, 
I'm still there. And they're like, why are you here? Like interns are supposed to only intern for like, you know, a couple months. I was there for like nine months. I remember I was like, okay, like you're not going to offer me a job. That's fine. Cool. Thanks for this. I take a step back and I go, all right, Mike, you did music, entertainment, streetwear, social media. Can you look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you can do this on your own? I go, yeah, fuck yeah, easy. And the people that are behind me and in support of it, they got my back. So I have Koreatong on Instagram, right? When did you get that handle? In high school, sophomore year. Wow. And I got that because I knew in high school, sophomore year, I was going to move to LA and live in Koreatown. That's the only reason why. That's Hmm. wild. So I kept that, stashed it for years and years. And then all that internship phase, I go, well, you have this thing. You live in K-Town. You are Korean American. Your Korean is not that great, but (laughs) you know, you don't care. And like, (laughs) it's like, yo, why don't you find out who you are as a Korean American Mm. and learn through the neighborhood that you live in, what it means to be a Korean American or just Korean. Mm. So growing up for me, I always had this label that I always had in my head that was like the bad Korean, right? You can't speak Korean well. You can't read or write it, especially through family functions. They're like, tell my mom, like, he doesn't know Korean. I would always have to hear that. So that had something in my heart that was like, oh, man, like, not scared to be Korean, but it was like, I, I can never go to Korea by myself, you know, some mm-hmm. stuff like that. And like, I had kind of this resentment towards myself. I was like, I'm a bad Korean. Like, what mm-hmm. is it to be a good Korean? And I guess that was like my chip on my shoulder that I had. And so starting this, I was just like, nah, man, like, let's learn. Let's like go through the neighborhood that you have a different lens and outlook on because you're not from LA, but why not tell your story about it? So 200 followers, I go, let's open it up to the public. Don't show your face or your personality. You strictly talk about the neighborhood. So it starts with food, events that are happening in the neighborhood, And then later on, if you can, and you're not shy, you talk about the people in the neighborhood. Started with food right away. It it, it like struck a chord with everyone and it hit. Not only do I have a voice within the community that I live in now, but people would check in and be like, dude, I've been in LA for 10 years and or I grew up here in LA and I never knew these restaurants existed. And I was like, damn, it's working. Hmm. And then food, 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 food. And then it just got super popular, like overnight sensation kind of thing. And then I was like, this is great. I love it. I'm meeting so many incredible people in the neighborhood. And they're behind my back. Mm-hmm. They got my back. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a couple of months later, Dewey Nguyen, who I do Run Club and Love Hour with. Dewey Nguyen also went to VCU. Is also from Virginia. But I never knew of him. I knew of him in college, but never met him before. Uh, I met him in LA when we moved here the second time, well, when I moved here the second time. And uh, we tapped in, hung out. He really liked what I was doing with the neighborhood and just like, just in tap with everything. And he goes, Mike, how would you like to do a run club? And I go, a run club? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, high school, I played a lot of sports. Like, I still consider myself athletic. But yeah, I just care about that. And uh, I was like, sure, let's do it. Let's see what happens. And I remember I posted on Instagram. And at that time, it was really weird to like post something and then someone comes and you have to interact with them from the internet. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, it was awesome. 25 people showed up at the Line Hotel and they were like, yeah, we just want to see who was running the account, but we're here to run. And I was like, oh, 
okay. Didn't we had no idea what we were doing? We must have done like a mile or two that day. Came back, super stoked. I feel great. Met 25 new friends, and they were like, When's the next one? Mm. We looked at each other, we're like, Oh shit. Uh, I guess next week, same time. Mm -hmm. Never missed a beat seven years later. Wow. Between me and Dewey, we have well over 15, 20 marathons under our belt. There's hundreds of people that come each week and we're five days a week, four days a week right now. Four days a week, you meet up and you run with like hundreds of random people. Yes, correct. And you don't Mm -hmm. even like running. Uh, You know what? I I, I like to say that a lot. It's like this running joke that I've been doing for the past seven years. But deep down inside, if I'm being honest with you guys, I love running. It's mm-hmm. just the uh, hardest thing right. to hold yourself accountable to of physical activity to like better yourself and be consistent. And I haven't reached that for myself. So I guess it is a crutch for me to like later down the line, uh, you know, have this incredible, beautiful crew of people that can get me back into it. But mm. yeah, I'm just taking a break right now. Mm. Yeah. You guys recently did a Oakley campaign. Yep. I heard that you did it injured. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> I was injured, yes. And uh, we, we do a lot of things with brands, which is really awesome. And uh, I'm just thankful the brands love what we're doing and uh, we're able to be a part of whatever project they're doing at the time. But then you fast forward with the community of the Run Club and knowing what we've built, can it transition into another space or another industry that we've never tapped into. So you bring Jimmy Han into the picture. He's a Koreatown local and uh, just just an overall legend. And he's been our uh, someone that we really look up to and inspire and uh, just show us the ropes in life and just took on that big brother role for mm-hmm. us. And mm-hmm. he had this bar called Beer Belly in K-Town. He was like, I'm not really feeling the beer game anymore. I want to get into food more and figured out a new thing to do and uh i wanted to tap in with you guys and we were like oh burgers we're gonna do burgers we sat down tried hundreds of burgers brought in his chef from his previous uh restaurant chef aaron and we made this beautiful smash burger that was unbelievable and uh you know we thought of all the names and the concept and uh we got it done and uh we thought of love hour and we did our first pop-up out of our parking lot um, which is out of our brick and mortar now. And I remember we had about 300 of our friends come out, four blocks, huge line, sold out 45 minutes. <laughs> By our seventh pop up, we got invited to Coachella. Nice. And ever since then, um, it's been a roller coaster ride. So we've done Coachella now. We, we just got back from Coachella. We've done it three times now mm. for the past three years. And uh, such a huge blessing for us because not only do you get the most exposure out of, from Coachella, but man, like transitioning into a brick and mortar now, it's like people coming in just like still love the burger and mm-hmm. we're all having fun doing it. And, um, you know, the big question that we always ask each other is how do you build community within the four walls of the brick and mortar? And that's what we're figuring out to this day. Yeah. 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 So moving from VA to LA with yeah. no career aspirations no career aspirations yeah i i think i just like the culture of la or what i understand la to be like i think there are people who are like me over there yes so then you came here and then you're like oh shoot okay your homie's like we got to do some internships it's like okay well what am i interested in (coughs) and then it's okay music and then okay like uh like all right streetwear okay like social media like so you're just literally following the breadcrumbs of like 
I, I'm doing the thing that I like. And yep. then as I did that thing, I see, oh, shoot, I see another like trail over there. Let me go do that. And then you have this reset moment where you go back home and you're just like back in school, failing out of your classes, confirmation, this is not for me. Right. I got to go back. So I'm imagining that you have even more of a fire to like really oh, and, double and down. A hundred percent. And yeah. that fire still has not gone. Right. I, I can sense that. It's uh, that second time coming back. Uh, I definitely told myself that it's all going to work out from here. Mm -hmm. It's going to. Yeah. And yeah. uh uh, yeah, I'll never forget that moment making that decision for myself. And it was like, hey, my mom's not going to pay my bills. My friend's moms aren't going to pay my bills. So right. it's like, who are you to tell me when I'm about to go out for this adventure for the second time of like, how are you going to tell me that I can't do this? Mm -hmm. Like, unless mm -hmm. you're going to pay rent for me and give me an allowance or something, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And it's like, I have to go and figure it out for myself and 100%. make something yeah. out of it right. for life. So. But you know what also strikes me about that is that you're not chasing the bag, bro. Uh, you know what? A hundred percent. I think the bag is not important at all. I'm not saying it's not because you have to, you know, you have to eat. You have to have a roof sure. over your head, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's there's a bigger cause of like doing what you love. Mm -hmm. No questions asked. You have to enjoy what we do, and then you kind of pray. And there's a little luck that's involved that. Hopefully you do end up making something right. because people, you know, love and enjoy it as well. But money is never a question to ask or think about when we do start projects. It's just like, how do we be more consistent and do it essentially forever? Right. Um, and that's the, really the goal. And, but like the, I mean, there's different schools of thought towards like what makes a successful business. Sure. But every industry is the business of people. Literally every single industry involves people. And I think that's the thing that you have sort of like honed in on. Like it's all about the people, period, first. So then now you develop this community of people that are down to show up to this run club. And then now you're like, you got this huge running community. It's like, hey guys, I'm going to do like a burger pop-up. Then your whole community rallies to you. Sure. Because they trust you. Yep. They're like, this guy's dope and everything that he does is dope. So like, if he's going to do a burger pop-up, like we're the first ones in line right. to support that. First of all, what is community to you? I think I think for me, it stems from me not wanting to be alone. Mm. I think that's where it really stems from. Mm. So I have to be around people. I have to be the class clown and like... So you're an extroverted. Yeah, like yeah. make people laugh and like say something just so I can get a reaction out of you, mm -hmm. right? And I still do it to this day. And mm -hmm. yeah, maybe it even stems from not being like, I don't want to be lonely. Mm -hmm. So it's like people, 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 people. How can I put them first and myself second and then even sacrifice that at times mm -hmm. um, for the greater good? It's like, I, mean, I don't know what the greater good is, but I think that's where it really stems from. Um you know, growing up, I, uh, awesome dad, awesome mom, awesome sister, like no qualms. It was, it was awesome. Everything was great. But when it comes to community, I think that's where it stems from. It's like, I don't want to, I can't do it by myself. Hmm. I don't want to do it by myself. Hmm. I'd much rather do it with my friend and pick him up or pick her up and let's just do it together. I resonate with that. For you sure. know, like yeah. let's finish mm -hmm. the race together. Like mm. I don't, I don't have to be first or second it's like as long as you can get the feeling that i've had or achieved or want to do it's it's always a win 
That's great. So with that though, like, I mean, all these other projects, like from Bicycle Meals yep. to Excel the Youth, like yep. how do those things like kind of come about? Was it just also just organically like, yeah, what else could we so, do? So top of the pandemic, I remember we were, at that time, we were doing small gatherings and we, we did one of those like, Shh, shh, type like oh, come that, over come over <laughs> like we're just gonna drink five people the more we did that same thing that i would bring up when i was drunk i was like man i gotta dig deeper like how do we touch the community even more and they're like what are you thinking i'm like well i've always wanted to do something with the homeless issue uh as a whole but like let's just narrow it down to koreatown there's like a lot of encampments and homeless people running around and it's like how do you give a handout just to that and I always knew it was going to be providing food, but how are you going to provide food? How many days are you going to provide food? Mm. So that kind of freaked me out in the beginning, but the homie was just like, do a fucking Monday, dog. Like, you've been talking about this shit for so many times. Like, we're sick of hearing it. Like, it's just like, just do it. It just struck a chord. And it was that Friday we got together drinking, and I was like, shit, man. Like, Monday? I was like, yeah, fuck it, dude. Monday. And, like, I put all the pieces together. Bicycle meals. We enjoy riding our bikes, and it's like, let's get all our homies to get on bikes with backpacks, and we're going to pack brown lunches, brown paper bag lunches in our apartment, sandwich, fruit, water, snacks, and we're going to do that fucking three days a week. And the first year we did that, and it was a huge, uh, we just felt really accomplished, and we love doing it and build rapport with um, our unhoused, and we continued on, and it was Later down the line, it was out of pocket. We were kind of like, wow, this is kind of tough. A year in, we might have to scale back. So we found a, a beautiful temple out in Norwalk that was able to provide, well, they provide thousands of lunches, hot meals every Sunday. And they reached out and they were like, hey, if you want to take 150, 200 meals every Sunday and pick them up in Norwalk, we're super happy for, to like provide that for you. So we've been with them for the past almost two years now. Mm. So every Sunday we meet at uh, Emmanuel Presbyterian Church in K-Town. Sundays at noon, we have a, an awesome crew of volunteers that come, take the hot meals, put in their backpacks, and literally just scoot away. Uh, we have the same routes every Sunday, so the same people get the same food. And it's usually vegetarian, which is mm. awesome. But wow. it takes about 45 minutes to volunteer and pass everything out. Mm. And that really just stemmed from me wanting to do something and my friends being like, just do it, like, stop talking shit, you know? Hmm. And we've been doing it almost three years now, which is really awesome and uh, really excited to expand it a little more. But we also have one in Austin, Texas. So if anyone's over in Austin, Texas, Sick. they can uh, join Bicycle Meals out there. Hmm. And then this past, uh, I would say, month now, uh, we started Excel the Youth. Um, Excel is just a uh, program for the kids that we teamed up with our library, Pio Pico, with L.A. County. And uh, that was just one thing that we wanted to do for the kids. Like, hey, I still to this day want to be a big brother. You know, I wish I had a younger sibling, but I don't. But that was kind of a way of like, let me just give back and like be with the kids. And uh, I remember we put an Instagram thing out and it did so well. But none of our friends' kids showed up. And we're just like, we were in the library. We're like, shit, <laughs> there's zero kids. And it kind of... I had the same butterfly feeling I did when we first started running club. Mm -hmm. Put the message out, people come, like, let's see if people come. But this, in this case, nobody came. Mm. So it was a humbling experience because we're just sitting there and I'm like, man, fuck it. There's like 10 kids in this library right now. I'm going to scoop these motherfuckers <laughs> up right now. 
We're going to go in this room and we're going to do what we were told, what we were set to do. We got 10 of the kids in the room and they were like, what are we doing? And we, we did like an activity or something and we had pizza after. And we do that every Tuesday to this day. So we're slowly building that. We had one yesterday, uh, which was game day. Um, the, the week before we did bracelets uh, with a friend and we just have friends come in, tell their story and then have an activity that they do. Mm. Um, so it's been an interesting learning experience for me because it's like, they're not my siblings. They're not my, they're literally just random kids from mm. the library that from school, they come to the library, they don't get to eat much. So, you know, they're probably starving and then they go home. And these kids range from six to 10. Mm-hmm. And so like, they're just kids. They just scream all day and they just want pizza, dude. <laughs> That's all they want. Mm-hmm. So, man, it's awesome. There's a, there's a, that entire group I see every week and they're, they're an awesome group. They just like, let me get this straight. <laughs> <laughs> You're picking up food on Sundays. You're riding your bike, yeah. delivering this out a couple of days a week. You're yes. running like four times a week. You're yeah. working with kids. You're doing all this stuff. So, so how the fuck you have all this so time? So I'll answer that right now. Is <laughs> The team that I have is the most important. I, I, I couldn't do this by myself. That's impossible. Um, I'll go crazy. I do go crazy every week. But it's, it's, it's all to the people that we have on board to help run it together. And uh, if we if I can't make it one day because I'm traveling, or they're they they can't make it one day, it, uh, the communication's always there. But for me, to be honest with you guys, is yes, it's it's run club, it's food, it's it's unhoused, it's it's uh, giving back to the kids. I want to do all this for the rest of my life and add new projects. And it's as simple as I just want to do things that I think everyone should do. Mm but also have a part in, but the city should do. They, mm. But they, they're they, definitely city. It goes deeper than that, right? I'm not yeah. too educated with like politics on this side yet, but it's like, if I want to park in K-Town, I'm going to sit out to do for the next three years. Go. There's going to be a fucking park in K-Town. Yeah, I yeah. swear to God. Mm-hmm. But it's like next year, I'm, let's do a community garden. Like, well, that's my fucking, that's my project. And I'm going to mm. be the best fucking person to do, like get in that. For the kid stuff, all this stuff that we're doing is just like, I want to be the best, meaning like, I just want to learn like, what are the kids going through day to day? Like, what are they, what are they teaching them at school? How are they feeling? What are they eating at school? And I'm asking all these questions like a big brother. It's yeah. like, how's your mom and dad? Like, right. are you good? Like, are you hungry? Like, it fulfills a little bit of just like what I'm missing mm. in life, right? And so it's like, if I'm missing something or craving something, I'm just going to make up and do it. Right and right. If people on board, I'm I'm cool with that. But it, man, what a like a hit for me when like there's no kids when we first started it, mm-hmm. and I go fuck, this is gonna be a long journey. Mm-hmm. And with that, it's like you know I'm very hopeful of like expanding it to all the other libraries in LA County, right? But I'm gonna do it at home, home base, and and ride it out. And there's just incredible people of friends that like want to help, which is really beautiful to see. But mm. Yeah, it just all stems from, man, I live in Cape Town, so it's like, what do I think people could benefit from or selfishly what I could benefit from that I want, that I think I need? And it's like, I'm just going to go do it, but we're going to do it with friends. That's very amazing because, like, you know, I'm, I'm glad, one, that you're 
I don't know what the right word is. I almost want to say mature enough to acknowledge that there's like a self-interest yeah. in the things that you want to create or build and stuff like that. Yeah. But what it sounds like in a very admirable way is the things that like fulfill something for yourself are incredibly selfless things. <laughs> there are like well, many, no, many you. very thank intense you. acts of service that take like consistency yeah. and take a lot of like leaps of faith. You know what I mean? And, and how much of like what you do is faith-based or, you know, like... There, there's this, maybe a higher purpose or something like that that compels you. I would say you. more so higher purpose. Um, you know, for me, it's like I always think about when I'm left on this earth and I'm long gone. I, I do usually think about like getting into more project. It's like I just want to, I just want to service the people. But it's like, man, when I'm long gone, it's like, what, what am I leaving behind? Mm. And like for me, I just want it to be like a kid that's just a little Korean kid that's like or whoever it is, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a Korean kid, but it's like the youth basically saying, I can be myself mm. and I can teach others about who I am. Mm -hmm. And uh, if if I could do that through doing a sneaker collab or doing this and it's like, wow, like why? how is he able to do this? It's like, man, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea, but it's like, I'm just doing the things that I think is right and mm -hmm. like doing it the right way. Yeah. And if I can get my friends involved, that's a plus too. But man, I just want the kids to just be like, man, it's cool to be Korean. It's like, yeah. I could be yeah. myself and I'm happy with that. Yeah. Well, bro, yeah, you're you're doing so many amazing things, bro. Like the word is community and, and community is, is what every human being longs for, needs to be a part of. Yep. And, um, and you're, I mean, you're, you're also figuring out how to make a livelihood out of it you got love hour you got different projects that you're you're a part of and then there's like the humanitarian side to the the side where you just want to be a good human being so that you can leave some sort of a legacy all that wrapped into this package of success the my life is if i achieve x i am successful how do you define that x that success for you I think that X for me is just, uh, I think it's just family. To this day, I'm still like a mama's boy. You know, it's like I he I can hear my mom right now and like, don't leave. Like, you're not going to LA, right? And uh, if I never took that leap of faith for myself, uh, you know, by the way, everything that I'm doing is also for my mother. It's like just mm -hmm. showing her that like, hey, I told you I was going to do all this, you know, and I still have this thing in my heart that's like, I have this guilt because I, I actually didn't tell her I was leaving LA for LA. I just left. <laughs> and four days later, she called and she was like, where the fuck are you? And I go, oh shit, I'm in Tennessee. Oh, you're at Bobby's house? And all the moms called, three moms called. And they're like, get home right now. And then I remember asking Bobby's parents, I go, are you guys going to pay my bills? And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I go, are you going to pay my bills? And they go, no. And I go, well, then relax. Like, I'm going to, I have to do this for myself. And they're like, wow. Like you should. Mm, I think that's wow. when my mom realized. Like she's like, it's heartbreaking how I did it. But um, I, I, you know, looking back at it now, it's like defining success. I don't know. Like we're just chasing success at all times, and I don't know like when that will. Man, it's just this never ending loop, right? But I will define it as like family for me. It's like, uh, you know, just doing it for moms. Mm. <laughs> that's all. No, that's wow. nice. That's Doing it for moms, man. Is, Doing it for moms. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. 
So as we call this show Movement in the Shadows, that's like a saying that we have. It's one of the tenets that we stand on. And um, uh, I think everybody has their own movement in the shadows, the stuff that happens behind closed doors, yes. things that people don't see, the the times where you're discouraged, the times where you're grinding it out, the times yeah. like, you know, where you're just like, am I even doing the right thing? Yeah. How would you define movement in the shadows for you? Like, what is your movement in the shadows? I think, uh, you know, every person you meet, never judge what they're going through because there's someone's going through something. I mean, I think you nailed it too. It's like, man, it's tough, you know, day to day. It's like what you're trying to accomplish, but, you know, you know, life throws a lot of obstacles your way. But um, just recently, just dealing with like grief of death and with friends and, you know, bringing up all that, it's like, just never forget when you meet somebody what grief they're going through because everyone's mm -hmm. going through grief mm -hmm. and yeah i mean i think for me it's like it almost feels like it's it just happened everything happened overnight uh, but it's like you know from from what we talked about today it was like man there's so many steps to it to get to where we are today and uh i think just also taking the time to acknowledge that we're all okay and letting you cherish those moments really mm. you know like mm -hmm. take a second to be like yo i we accomplished all this and it's like it's okay to like take a break or like you know just encourage yourself to like look at those accolades right and i think that's what we forget too but um man i think one thing is like I, I i've started to notice is like yeah just when you meet people going through their journey just know that they are going through some grief of their life and it's just being more sensitive to people mm. yeah mm. it's good yeah it's good yeah yeah well, we love to uh, wrap each episode with a fun little lightning round. So we're going okay, to cool. toss some questions at you. Here sweet, we go. Sweet, lightning sweet. in three, two, one. What is your favorite K-Town food establishment outside of Love Hour? Pollo a la brasa. Hands down, best rotisserie chicken in the game. What's your favorite tattoo on your body and what does it mean? Um, probably my chest tattoo, which is like a crazy spider, Japanese crazy thing. My good friend Koji did the tattoo, but he passed away like not too long uh, ago. But mm. you know, that sentimental value, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite WWE tag team? Oh man, the Dudley Boys. The Dudley Boys. Uh, okay, yeah, yep, yep, yep. For sure. What would you say is your advice? <sighs> Drinking. For mm. sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think For everybody sure. love love <laughs> I really enjoy a nice uh just like two cube whiskey glass and uh man the occasional cigarette i'm not gonna lie man it's uh it's divine, <laughs> it's it's divine. divine. Dude, dude. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a, a whiskey nice and <laughs> yeah. pet peeve when you don't put your dishes away Ooh, that's a big one yeah yeah that's, that's my big, big pet one. peeve when's the last time you cried and why <sighs> literally uh today's wednesday today's wednesday maybe monday oh cried monday why uh visiting grandma Ooh, uh, yes. yeah visiting grandma. do it yeah yeah yeah. Do it. yeah 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 what is your most prized possession probably my cars right now i'm like a big car guy okay i'm in my car phase Wh which car i have a i just picked up an 89 lincoln town car Ooh. uh and i put like 20s on it <laughs> One, 150 spokes back front yes. and uh it looks crazy but i grew up my father had like a 95 Lincoln Town car. Now that's what I was trying to find. But we sold it when he passed away. And I've been trying to find that same car. But 
I came across the 89. I was like, the 89 will do. So that's what's up. Just that's recently. Fire. That's, that's like lately. That's like my, that's my thing. Yeah. What is a dream collab or an opportunity for yourself? McDonald's. Um, Makes sense with running. McDonald's dream collab <laughs> because for me, man, just growing up as a kid, it was like, that's where our, our family took us there yeah. all the time. And the, you know, I've, I, the iconic fish fillet for Ooh, me is like, yep, yep, yep. and then to this day, I try to put everyone on a fish fillet, and some are like, "This is fucking disgusting." <laughs> like, what is this? And and people are still like, "No, this is like my childhood, right?" Hey, fillet fish um, is money, bro. But yeah, um, what is your proudest moment? When my mother said, "I'm proud of you." Wow. Yeah, That's that cool. like broke me. I was mm -hmm. like, she gets it because she thought I was just in LA partying, twenty one, twenty two. I'd call her like i need money i need money she's like i'm gonna send you money i was like that's mm. it and i'm just like oh shit i'm so broke but when she realized like seeing these things that i was doing and sending her like she'd just be like wow mm. he's like completely changed now and uh it's uh still partying but doing it yeah a little less a little less partying but it's like a different relationship now with her mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. um it's uh never thought it would get to this point but it's it's so beautiful and i remember when she said that I was like, oh shit, that was probably my proudest yeah, moment. Yeah. Heck yeah. What's a project you haven't started yet, but is in the back burner of your mind? Okay, it's the podcast. Oh, you already got it's, the equipment, It's so bro. hard, man. It's like, uh, I tried to do it a couple years back, and man, it's hard to be consistent. Mm. You know? Just consistency is the number one thing in everything. And yeah, it is. It's so hard, but... You never know, like, you know. Well, hopefully this inspires you, bro. Yeah, 100% has inspired me, yes. If you have one, what is your biggest regret? My biggest regret? I don't know, man. To be personal, lately, is trying to get back in touch with my sister. Mm. Yeah, just like I build a better relationship. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. lately, that's been in my head. And uh, um, I do want to build that back up to a more healthier yeah. relationship. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think so, so. What is your superpower? In, in a positive way, like not caring. Yes, I care about feelings and everyone's things. I'm, what I mean by that is like, when I do things, I don't think about the outcomes or the what can happen to it. It's just like, I just do it. Mm -hmm. And um, for the most part, everything has worked out mm -hmm. pretty well. Mm -hmm. But um, man, it's just like, let, just go do it. Mm -hmm. You know, don't care. Who cares? Yeah. Nobody cares. Like, you just got to really start it and do it. And I think that's having that carefree carefree moment with yourself and it's like i think that just enables me to just do whatever i want and and continue to do it mm -hmm. yeah it's good it's yeah good. if you could go back in time and tell the 12 year old version of yourself one piece of advice what would you tell yourself at 12 years old it's all gonna work out i would tell them it's all gonna work out and then stop eating too much fish fillets <laughs> little fatty <laughs> Hey, little fatty. Uh, <laughs> Chill out on the fish place. <laughs> That's good, man. Um, so Bruce Lee has this famous quote. He says, I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. Yeah. What is that one kick that you've practiced 10,000 times? Uh, I think for me, it's just an ongoing thing to this day is finding out who I am. It's like, uh, you know, having the neighborhood of Koreatown to support everything that you know we get to do. I literally live, breathe, and die for Koreatown. And mm -hmm. like I think as a whole, I pretty much like gave up my life to really just like 
do the things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I make everything work for myself, right? So mm. it's like doing all these community stuff. But man, it's like to this day, I, I'm not necessarily mastered. It's like I just want to learn more about the neighborhood. It's it's changing every day. You know, people are talking about, oh, there's people moving in, like the rent's getting higher, you know, there's gentrification. It's like, of course there is, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's pluses and negatives to gentrification. Um, I think for us, it's like, how do you just have a hand in something and change the narrative mm. as well? Mike, bro, first of all, thanks for stopping through and, and just literally. I just also want to say to you guys, man, as you know, as much as I had so much fun talking about myself, it's like you guys have really also had a huge ripple effect into this world and how people perceive and what they're able to do and get inspired from. And uh, you guys have a hand in it. And uh, it's just beautiful to see, like, uh, you know, being able to come here and talk about my story. But you guys have an incredible story that, you know, has touched millions of people. I can't imagine that also says, hey, you look like me. Hmm. So I appreciate both you guys. And uh, thank you. Yeah, man. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. Appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, we'll we'll receive that, man. We'll receive it and just say thank you for it. And yeah, bro, like uh, it's clear, bro. You have like this huge heart that I think will only grow deeper. I just I just see your capacity to love. I think it's just like it'll just keep growing deeper, and it, it's beautiful to and inspiring to watch it. And so, but um, yeah, man, just w- want to just acknowledge you for just your selflessness your servanthood and like just your ability to also be fearless and bold to go after it though too that's i think that's a beautiful juxtaposition of like Mm. being a servant but also being bold to just get after the thing you know what i mean and 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 like you said to not care about like oh but is it gonna succeed or how like what are people gonna think like it doesn't matter i i believe in it i'm gonna get after it and i think there's that's a there's like a beautiful boldness and strength there, bro. So I just want to just like affirm that in you. And um, yeah, man, just thank you for your time, bro. This is really fun. Sweet. Just, just chopping it up. Yeah, thank man. You guys. Put me on to you, you know what <laughs> I mean? And uh, your deeds, uh, just hearing your story has been like just genuinely oh. inspiring. Thank you. I appreciate it. To the point it. where I might even run or something. But uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I, no, so, I think so. you're going to. Yeah. There's, you know, we have a lot of like uh, amazing people that come in here and yes. bless, our, bless our space, you know what I mean, with the, on our pod and sit right there. And uh, a lot of them, you know, have like maybe more visibly put their face out there and done xyz or indirectly impacted this and that you know but like you you who like have intentionally not chosen to put your face you know what i mean to to what you've done but have so personally gone out directly into your own town your own community whether it be at the libraries or through the run club or like even feeding people like like that is so powerful and also like what this world needs a lot more of too Mm -hmm. so just you know thank you you know, for, for being here, one, and thank you also for just doing the things that you do for the people you do it for, because that's even just inspiring to us, you know, and, and it's just dope to have a person like you here on the pod as well to share that story. Appreciate you guys. 100%. Well, bro, we, we want to do what we can to serve you, man. Like, if you want to plug anything, how can people follow the stuff that you're doing? Anything yeah. that's coming up that, like, the community can hop on? Like, yeah. Uh, just Instagram. Uh, if you want to follow everything that we're doing, it's all just a... Uh, one hub shop where you can find out uh literally everything that's going on with uh the love hour bicycle meals excel the youth uh just at koreatown yep dope 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 yep. we'll make sure we'll plug all that in the descriptions 
uh folks thank you for tuning in for listening and or watching thank you so much for following this season if you are finding this episode by itself we have many episodes that have come before this with amazing guests just like mike uh, make sure you follow us on socials, Kinja's Podcast, Cast with a K. We're on Facebook, Twitter, IG, all that. If you're listening, make sure you screenshot us. I love uh, regramming all that stuff. Share it with a friend. And uh, that's it. We appreciate y'all. Kinja Bang, y'all. 